Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, blanketing 17 states and much of Canada. Backed by popular demand, we have one of the finest sheriffs to ever serve in Erie County, New York, Tim Howard, uh, a man of great strength and courage. The 53rd Sheriff of Erie County, he's been in office since January of 2005, that's 15 years. He was preceded by Pat Gallivan. He is a Republican. He has a lovely wife, Susan. We'd like to thank his assistant, Mickey, for setting up this program today. He lives in South Wales, New York. Uh, just a little bit more information of about him. In 2013, Tim Howard faced three candidates during the election. He himself received the Erie County Republican Party nomination and the Erie County Conservative nomination. Meanwhile, the two other candidates, Rick Dobson and Bert Dunn, both went to a Democrat primary. Dobson came out as the primary's winner, becoming the Democratic nominee, while Dunn stayed in the race by starting a political party to receive ballot access, Erie County Law and Order Party, of course. Uh, Sheriff Tim Howard won. He won again in 2017, and a lot of people are crying that he won't run for office again. Uh, a great man, a man of a man of courage. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, something that is uh, of great concern to people, and that's this cashless bail situation. I think you told at the uh, joint uh, three Rotary clubs in Amherst um, a few months ago that there was one man who was res- uh, who was. Uh, arrested for seven times in seven weeks, and every time he got an appearance ticket, and he's out on the streets committing crime after crime after crime. Tell us why you are against cashless bail, Sheriff Tim Howard. Yeah, you just you just nailed it exactly. I mean, if people are committing crimes, they're probably committing them for a reason. Um, still, the majority of our crimes are related to drugs and, and drug dependence, committing crimes in order to support. On that drug habit, and you're not going to get help with that. I mean, this is just one of the many reasons, but you're not going to get help with that drug addiction um, if you're still out in the street, um, let alone the fact that people continue to be victimized by crimes. The crimes often get more and more serious as the drug addict becomes more and more dependent. So nobody is being served by this, no one at all in the criminal justice system, except, I suppose, the even the inmate, but the inmate that would be benefiting the most by it um, is, is also not being served. People don't come to court when they're supposed to. We're wasting government resources and time um, and having witnesses and, and judges and district attorneys and public defenders and, and police officers all appearing in court, stenographers all appearing in court, no defendant, um, we've all wasted our time. So um, b- badly need of reform. Well, you know, we see this in New York City, uh, perhaps much more than in Buffalo. They emptied out uh, Rikers uh, Prison 
with thousands of people on the streets, and I don't know where people ever came up with the idea that a murderer or a stabber being let out all of a sudden is cured of his uh, terrible uh, criminality, but they got out and I believe it tripled or quadrupled the number of stabbings and shootings in New York City. Uh, does this make any sense to you, Sheriff Tim Howard, to let these hardened criminals out on the streets and then they commit the same crime again, again, again? Tell us about that. Okay, I mean, it's a, it, it, it begins probably in the earliest days of the total lack of any kind of responsibility. Um, didn't go to school, didn't do their homework, um, got jobs and couldn't keep them because they didn't show up. Um, get appearances in court. I mean, so they, um, it would have been very smart to take a look at who is in jail and why and not just put a label on them that these are poor people. Um, and as a result of that, that it's prim- primarily poor people, that it's, um, it, it's unfair, unjust to the poor, when in fact that's not at all um, what's driving this. It's maybe why are these individuals poor? Um, and again, it goes back to the personal responsibility of them not showing up. I would tell you, we, we look just in, in the traffic tickets and people would get a parking ticket, don't answer it, and the registration gets suspended. And then they get stopped and they get a ticket for driving in a suspended registration and they don't answer the ticket. And now they get a, uh, a warrant out or a license suspension, driver's license suspension, for not answering. It just goes on and on. Um, I know when we've made arrests of individuals in the city of Buffalo, um, on a bench warrant or on a warrant, um, only to find out that they're wanted in front of two or three other judges, either in the city or around the county, because they haven't appeared um, there. But to the foolishness, the police stop someone on a suspended license, and the new directive is to give them another ticket and let them go. Well, if they didn't answer the last one, what kind of foolishness would make you think they're going to answer the next one? Unbelievable. Um I want to talk about um, the future of the Office of Sheriff. Um, This office is up next year. I I personally was hoping that our incumbent sheriff would run again. Uh, He's the most honest, dedicated, and humble man. Um, I've had him at the Rotary Clubs in Amherst several times at all three clubs, and uh, uh, he knows more about law enforcement than 90% of your people in that field. Um, now there's a choice of someone to take your place. And um, these are big shoes to fill. Uh, you've been there for 15 years, um, most honest, dedicated man ever in public office. Do you have any one in mind as a successor, or how do you feel that we should approach this Sheriff Tim Howard? Well, I guess I'd say that you see around the state, probably around the country with sheriffs, they usually have the undersheriff is somewhat like an, an understudy. Um, unfortunately for all those people in your county, a great, fantastic undersheriff that I had, uh, Mark Whipperman, um, chose to retire, and I think he just got worn down um, by, by COVID and, and uh, maybe a lot of irresponsible acts by other members of government in regards to that. But he, he got tired and and he gave it up, so it, it kind of left us in a in a little bit of a void. But I have not one particular man with whom I am most impressed. I'm retired uh, Buffalo Police uh, detective um, who was shot in the line of duty as a hostage negotiator, a crisis response team member, and that after being shot in the face with a shotgun, um, loved the law enforcement profession so much that he fought his way back and uh, continued to, to complete his career with the Buffalo 
police department and only recently retired. So um, there's there's the man that I think has the most. You, you want to mention his name, Sheriff? It's appropriate. It's uh, John Garcia. John um, Garcia, and he has the backing of Sheriff Tim Howard. Very good, very good. Well, we're glad to hear that, that, that you have chosen someone you think could fill your shoes. So so he doesn't need any on-the-job training. If he walks into 10 Delaware Avenue, you're saying he can handle the job well. Well, yeah, and the success of that job depends on having a great staff. And I certainly have been most blessed with a the, with the fantastic staff. And I'm not ashamed to admit it's a staff that has exceeded my abilities and in each of their specific areas of expertise they have greatly exceeded uh, my expertise in those special areas so i'm thankful to have them and uh, um, thank god for them every day let's talk a little bit uh, in a moment about the uh, changes in the jails again our guest is sheriff tim howard uh, very popular 53rd sheriff of erie county been in office for 15 years succeeding um, the now Senator Patrick Gallivan. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Montreal, or Washington, D.C., drop us a note as our 50,000 watts of clear channel power have pushed us to receive letters from Scandinavia and New Zealand, so we'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14. 226. ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. And looking for a gift for folks who treasure their Polish heritage, a gift that they will get every week of the year for $35, the price of one annual subscription. You get two subscriptions to the Ampole Eagle. There is more to Polonia than attending an event once a year. Polish and Polish-American news, history, music, culture, events, recipes, and religion. Fill these pages week after week. Get two gifts for the price of one by calling 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454. This buy one, get one free. Ampol Legal offers valid until Christmas and applies to new subscribers only. And the sheriff has a wonderful Polish wife, Sue. She's a tremendous woman, and uh, so think of the Ampole Eagle. Let's uh, uh, talk. She played the accordion, too, Brian. What's that? I said she played the accordion, too, in the Polish band. (laughs) (laughs) So she's not not only a wonderful wife, but she's a gifted musician, too. That's right. (laughs) Okay, very good. You'll get a good dinner tonight, Sheriff. You'll get a good dinner. Let's talk about the changes in the jail. Um, I guess maybe with cashless bail, you have fewer people to put in jail, and I understand you've consolidated the population of the jail, and I think you've saved some money for the taxpayers. Let's talk about that. Popular Sheriff Tim Howard. Well, there's uh, certainly there's a there's a push or a move afoot to to close one of the two facilities. I just think how times have changed when when we started when I started it, the under sheriff and then sheriff. Um, our fight with Albany was to build new jails and we we fought that push and uh, caused us a lot of grief with new york state but but in the end you know, we are 15 years later looking to um to close one of the two buildings that we built but um which building um to close that probably is somewhat uh, the, uh, what the where the debate will center we've got the 
facility out in Alden, the larger facility, a more modern, much more economical to run. And then we've got the downtown facility, very old, um, a, a different design, and much harder for the staff um, to supervise the inmates. But they're different facilities with different purposes. Um, some county legislators have tried to compare us to um, state facilities, which is a very poor comparison because state facilities have a very, I guess, uh, standard, maybe a, a consistent population um, with very little turnover. And in our jail facility, we've got constant turnover and inmates coming and going um, new to the um, correctional setting, um, problematic, and more problematic in the beginning than as time goes on. So, um, again, you can't you can the two facilities. But an important thing right now, um, as COVID started, we split our, our communication centers, sending half of our dispatch people to one facility and half to another to keep them separate from each other in the event that one group got sick and cross-contaminated other members of that same workforce, we'd still have someone to rely on. And we've done somewhat the same thing with the two facilities, is that, that uh, we keep the staff and the inmates isolated as much as we can from the facilities to, to uh, uh, minimize the risk of having the entire population become sick. You know, I'd like to mention one thing about the sheriff. I was president of the General Pulaski Association for 50 years, and people loved seeing the sheriff and his wife on the horses, and they'd come up and shake hands with the horse and uh, with, with the sheriff and uh, pet the horse, and they, uh, it was, he was really one of the top um, draws at the Pulaski Parade for probably about 10 years. Uh, people loved the sheriff at the parade, and then when we had the wreath laying at the statue of General Casimir Pulaski, who... Uh, died fighting for our freedom. The sheriff would always have the horses there. Uh, so um, uh, very popular in the Polish-American community. I'd like to thank those who have called regarding our recent guests, Gabby Bergstrom, youth entrepreneur J.C. Seneca, and County Clerk Mickey Kearns. Coming up, we'll have Michael Blihash, president of the Polish-American Congress in Philadelphia, and Al Zucaro with the World Trade Center in Boca Raton, uh, Florida. Let's talk about this looting, Sheriff Tim Howard. I, I, I can't uh, make this out, how people think that looting is a form of protest. I understand and I know the sheriff protects people to have the right to protest, which uh, is one of our um, great uh, protections we have in the United States of America. But, Sheriff, how can you justify people going in, smashing windows, stealing boxes of whiskey, uh, three or $4,000 watches around the country? I mean, uh, how do the two connect protesting for belief and stealing uh, tens of thousands of dollars in property? I saw one man in, on one of these stations taking out a washing machine. Now, how does that, stealing it, how is that a form of protest to loot? Explain that, please, Sheriff Tim Howard. Well, that certainly is beyond uh, my nearly 50 years of uh, criminal justice background that there is ab absolutely no connection there other than um, maybe what might be drawn by some of the media, um, the fake media that, that's out there, um, that, is, that is suggesting that that is somehow um, okay and it's, that there's any good um, that can come from that. I mean, it's, it's not those store owners that are the cause of the, of the problems these individuals are protesting. I think it's, it's just criminals use finding an excuse um, to engage in criminal behavior that, that uh, mistakenly gets sanctioned by 
the media that's uh, too often become, you know, the bad media that, that's become the, the conscious of America telling us that this is okay. It's not. I mean, you know it in your heart. You know it in your soul. Um, this is wrong. And the end does not justify the means as if some good end could come from this other than that someone's getting a free bottle of whiskey or a free washing machine. Well said, Sheriff Tim Howard. Uh, let's talk about that situation where there was a protest, which the police were protecting. I would think you had Sheriff's Department personnel there, too, on the east side of Buffalo, and a woman with illegal arms in the car ran down three policemen. I believe a state uh, trooper was in Erie County Medical Center for a month. Um, so uh, is there any logic or reason for that kind of behavior someone smashing into three policemen and um, breaking limbs. Uh, Sheriff, your analysis of this uh, uh, terrible crime. Yeah, once again, uh, totally wrong. Uh, Even with the best explanation or the best defense that's offered, whether it's legitimate or not, it's up to someone else to determine. But but, uh, being in the wrong place at the wrong time, I remembered it from a high school teacher that I wasn't all that fond of, but he has left me some judgment that served me okay. from later life. And that's the, to, to, what did you expect to happen when you gather or when you, you stay at an event like this that's become disorderly, um, use your feet, use your, your head, and, and, and get out of there. Um, but, but back to what probably really happened, um, there's absolutely no justification um, for this and that harm can't be undone. Uh, uh, Sheriff, you're in a tough situation. You keep winning office, you know, for 15 years. Uh, you often have two or three candidates running against you. You still win. So the people are with you. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, media support um, of the men in blue, not just you, but the police chiefs and the local police forces, uh, the national law enforcement people we see in Portland and Seattle, uh, you know, for months rioting, destruction of federal property. Um, And uh, it doesn't seem like the media has your back. It's always the men and women in blue are wrong. Um, And uh, I admire, I'm, you know, I, I live out in Amherst, New York. I think I've got a pretty good police department out there. I think I have a great sheriff's department. I look up to state troopers. Um, talk, talk about the media support. Does it bother you when, you, when you're always criticized 90% of the time? You know, um, it, it certainly does. Um, I, I think we have a common friend, Sister Janice. Yes, wonderful woman, a response to Love Center, wonderful woman. Well, not to do an ad for her, but but uh, they always are looking for help. Um, but but at any rate, on one particularly bad day when I was being um, bashed in the media, she called me up and said, "I believe you're a wonderful person. That you you have the good of people at heart. Um, you try to do good things every day, but you just don't understand." Um, and this this uh, media negative media. And I said, "Boy, sister, you're you're a nail on that." And her response was, and I think of it every day. Um, if they did it to Jesus, why wouldn't they do it to you? And and uh, well so said. there you go. That, that's that's how I get through it. And I thank her for those wonderful words of wisdom and for the work she does in the community. To the backing, um, why do people continue to blame the police for for carrying out the will of the legislatures that that uh, the people elected? I mean, it's like saying 
if you're opposed to the laws and you're opposed to how to what laws have been passed, you think they're unjust, then, then don't, it's not the police that passed them. Um, they're the ones that are tasked with, with enforcing them. Um, let's, let's redirect your energies to, to where, the, where the problems are coming from and not the people, again, who, whose job it is to serve the people and enforce the laws. We're going to talk more about a protest in just a moment. For those who just tuned in, we have a very bright, hardworking, dedicated member of law enforcement with us today, Erie County Sheriff Tim Howard, 15 years in office. In 2017, Tim Howard was reelected, defeating Democrat challenger Bernie Tolbert. He lives in South Wales with his lovely wife, Susan. He comes from a family of law enforcement officials ranging from municipal judges to state troopers. He has two children and six grandchildren, a tremendous uh, uh, leader. Again, if you have any thoughts or comments, uh, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, and that's at 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We always greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. And if you're listening in Toronto or West Seneca or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, let's uh, talk about that protest at City Hall. And I watched the footage oh, probably 15 times on the local news of this man coming up to the police with things in his hands. He could have had a hand grenade or a gun. And he was warned many times to leave uh, Niagara Square, and he kept uh, going. And the police nudged him to the side. Unfortunately, the man fell down, hurt his skull. I believe he's okay now. But uh, did the police do anything wrong? I looked at the footage, and they warned him. They asked him to move out. He wouldn't move out, and they just nudged him. And the man fell, and now we're talking about charging these police officers with up to a seven-year jail sentence. Well, how do you feel the police acted on that? I'm sure you saw the footage many times. Well, I did, and actually, I think I, I got to be a little careful here that it's not not right if it's if, if it's pending on prosecution. I, I I would wish you would be on the jury, the open-minded intellectual man mm-hmm. um, that you are. Right. Um, but I don't know everything about that case, but I do agree with you that what I saw and what I interpreted for myself, mm-hmm. and not and not not the way the media, what the media told me to see, but I actually looked and saw for myself. Yes. Um, I I could envision the best of my deputies doing the the same thing. That's what they were detailed there and told to do. The the city hall had been previously firebombed. Right. And it came a time that the the protest was allowed to occur and was decided that it would, would now end for the day. And they were directed to move the people away from the building. And um, and I guess the the issue was that um, if they had arrested everyone, they wouldn't have gotten very far. They wouldn't have accomplished their mission. But it was their directive to clear the clear the area. And if people didn't move, you, you nudge them on their way. Mm-hmm. If, it, if it's a, it had been a, an accepted technique and it needs to be made clear that it's no longer acceptable and the police need to be trained for that so until such a time as that occurs i would not support the prosecution of the police for doing what they were told certainly it was not a violent act it was just a gentle nudge to push this gentleman aside i respect his ability to protest but 
Uh, he was asked many times to leave, and it seemed that the police were very gentle and just gently nudging this man aside. Uh, but to be accused of horrible acts, I mean, I watched it many, over and over and over again. Uh, let's talk about the highlight of your career. Uh, you, you've spent about 45 years in law enforcement at different levels, and um, you've given your heart and soul to this job. So let's talk about what what stands out in the last 45 years as one of your favorite, brightest moments. Sheriff of Erie County, Tim Howard. Oh, that would be a tough one. I've given some real thought to it, but I guess there's, there's, there's many. Um, the... Uh, Probably one of my happiest days was when my first son, followed by the second son, followed me into law enforcement. But the recent conversations with, with them, would they now encourage a third generation to go into law enforcement? And they they, they think real hard before they answer that, and I, I totally understand. I don't know that I would wish my grandchildren to, to continue with this unless we get that support back. But uh, certainly the, the bike path killer, they'll tell you, Sanchez playing a, a role in actually in putting that, that, that team together. I, I, I wasn't the one to gather the evidence, but I played a role in putting the multi-agency task force together that shared all the information and, and uh, was extremely proud of, of the output of that. I would say the outcome of that. But, but uh, probably for any police officer to, to know that you reunited a lost or an endangered child with their parent, mm-hmm. right? any police officer's career, and I can't say that I ever personally accomplished that either, but I'd like to think that people are alive today that might not otherwise be alive, but for my maybe uh, actions that are that are done with vicariously, would that be the, the word to the, the people that I employ that continue to save lives, uh, the, um, the careers that I've helped establish and, and develop and, and coach and the, their future successes, I guess more. I'll be part of my legacy, of which I'm very proud. Oh, you should be proud. You've been an outstanding, courageous, honest, decent sheriff, and I admire you uh, tremendously. About 30 seconds left. Your next goal, uh, Sheriff Tim Howard. Well, I joke that I want to give up being the the sheriff of Nottingham and become the Prince of Wales. So I (laughs) hope to run for the town supervisor in my town now in the town of Wales in southern Erie County. And that is on uh, the 2021 November ballot? Correct, yes. Okay. Well, good luck with that, Sheriff. Well, it's been a great honor to have probably for about the 10th time on this show, the Rusk Report on ESPN, uh, popular Erie County Sheriff Tim Howard, a man of courage and strength with a distinguished career, 15 years as the 53rd Sheriff. Maybe we'll run him for president of the United States because Grover Cleveland, a former sheriff of Erie County, became president of the United States. Special thanks to Mickey, his assistant, who always does such fine work, and Kevin. Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. Thank you for enlightening us. Popular Erie County Sheriff Tim Howard. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.